Hello and welcome to the Race FF Podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. And today, I'm actually really excited to have this person. Um, you know, it's very... I tell this to everybody that I meet, you know, the car community is so big and so small at the same time. And whenever you're out on the track, it doesn't matter whether if it's a HPD one person or someone hanging out, always be nice to the people around you because you never know where they end up. And I mean, I have a literal example of this uh, with me today. Today, the person behind Ichi Media uh damian martinez um and you will know him because he's been putting out a lot of photos for the 25 hours of thunderhill a team of honda research so damian thank you for coming on man thank you so much for having me yeah man so um i i think um you know, I'm starting with that little anecdote right there, but I wanted to hear your version about the first time that we met out on track. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that was like probably like two years ago now. And that was like literally my first HPD one event um, mm -hmm. at Willow Springs. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um, what was it? I think that was your, you were there with like one buddy and that that was pretty much it. You didn't have any, anyone else um, there with you, did you? No, you're, you're, you're right. My, my friend Vinny. Yeah, he was mm. there. Um, pretty much just uh, took the journey uh, over there and yeah, I still cherish those memories and <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, because you were having some issues with, like, brake pads, or if I recall correctly, and, like, uh, what was it? Um, I think you were pinned near me, and yeah. sadly, I mean, I, I tell this to a lot of people that I really don't work on cars that are very new, <laughs> so, like, you with your Type R, uh, the FK8 was just like, ah, oh, man, you guys have electronic brakes uh, for the rear, so it's a little... Uh, different to figure that out so yeah but you you seem to have gotten everything squared away yeah um that when i turned in my car for um inspection to mm -hmm. pass tech um they ruled my rear brake pads were a little too thin um i don't think they were personally but mm -hmm. they were just uh probably nitpicking on me <laughs> mm -hmm. but um yeah so for the FKA, those are electronic rear brakes, and I didn't have, you know, the device at the time to unlock them through mm -hmm. the OBD port. And so, um, pretty much, um, I think, uh, shout out to Carlos mm -hmm. <laughs> um, for helping me um, unlock it manually mm -hmm. and uh, be able to get that squared away and change out the uh, brake pads. Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I would agree with your assessment, mainly because at Big Willow, you hardly use brakes, but maybe being a beginner, and again, like rear bias, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's hard to see people going through rear brakes, but it can happen, so um, I guess just being overly careful, um, but with that being said, you know, since then, um, how long ago was it that you started uh, Itchy Media? So literally uh, the beginning of this year, around oh, like wow. March to May, 
um, through just like me having my YouTube channel for my car, um, basically took that uh, as like the starting grounds for me to just like learn all about just like media and just shooting everything. But, and you know, like being a car head, just going mm-hmm. out to all these like car meets and shows and big events, I would just like just take photos of everything I saw and just wanted to just like, you know, at the time didn't really take it too serious. I just did it for fun. But um, a lot of people just really liked how I, you know, captured everything and pretty much just like wanted to take it more serious uh, and, you know. Uh, I think, you know, everything that you see is, you could tell that, you know, uh, the quality's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, for being around for one year and then already uh, being the photographer for the team of uh, the 25 Hours uh, Honda Honda Research, um, that's a huge get, man. And uh, so yeah. tell me a little bit of how that deal kind of, came to being yeah so um i would say um when i when honda announced that they were having a cars and coffee the most recent one the very first one. Oh yeah 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 so um through there like i pretty much went there not only to just enjoy the show but mm-hmm. just like hopefully just talk to somebody of marketing or someone of team mm-hmm. honda uh that was there and hopefully just ask them like if they needed help for this year's up and coming thunder hill race mm-hmm. and um uh got in touch with uh one of the guys um his name's cory um he is like one of the main marketing guys oh, and awesome. he's yeah he's been part of the team for a while and um just approached him and just said hey um you guys need help this year like um i'm willing to go out there and just you know mm-hmm. be part of the crew you know and help uh the media team <laughs> mm-hmm. that's dope that that's gotta be kind of like also you know a little bit nerve-wracking because you know it's i i guess for other people who don't know that race uh they they probably don't know the history and you being involved in cars you kind of uh got a good idea of like what was going to happen out there and yeah i I can imagine that might have been intimidating to take that first step to go out there and talk to those people and be like yeah i I can do this and i can help you guys out with this situation so that's pretty dope man that you had the initiative to go out and do that oh yeah most definitely you know um yeah, it was uh, definitely an honor for them to even say yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was willing just to go out there on my own anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was definitely my first time at Thunder Hill. Um, it was, it's definitely uh, quite a bit of a drive from the yeah. you know, L.A. area, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, like people forget uh, that California is more than just L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah once you get out of like what i call like the greater la area um the, or the greater traffic zone you know, there's quite a bit of like uh distance in in california i mean how long did it take you to get up to willows um or thunder hill yeah thunder hill. yeah um, no 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 um so... but thunder hill is in the city of willows no 
Oh yes, duh. I'm all thinking Willow's <laughs> No, but you got me. You got me. Um, um, I would, I would say it was like six hours around there, or five, uh, six to eight hours. I forgot what it was, but um, it was definitely quite a journey going up the five all the way over there. Yeah, for those that don't know, there's usually two routes to go up north that most people take. Um, it's either the 5 freeway or the 101. The 101 is the one that you take when you have a lot of PTO and a lot of time to get to the place. And the 5 is the route you take when you need to get there. And the 5 is not the prettiest <laughs> route. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm mainly asking because I know next year uh, it's scheduled for Grid Life to be out there uh, oh, for awesome. one of the events. So I'm for sure going out there, and I'm like, all right. So how long am I gonna have to take? So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, I actually plan on going for Grid Life, so I'll see you there. Oh, for sure. More more people out there that I know that that'd be that'd be freaking awesome. So, um, I kind of want to know a little bit of like, you know, I met you when you had your FK8 Type R. I don't know if you still do have that car, or um, what? What got you into cars? Like to start out, like why? Why cars? Why this horrible addiction? <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of anything else that could have been like a, a lot easier to to go through. No, yeah. Um, you know, it's just always been a passion, um, even since as like a child. Um, I technically grew up on old school muscle cars, you know, 60s, mm-hmm. 70s, American muscle, you know, V8s, all that. Um, mm-hmm. My childhood neighbors, um, they pretty much, you know, had, you know, he had like a 69 uh, Mustang mm-hmm. fastback Mach 1, original Mach 1. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it literally was painted the same color scheme as, like, Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, no way. Yeah, gray with the black stripes. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, That and um, his brother, he had, like, a a 66 El Camino red uh, with a 350 built out to a 383 stroker engine. And pretty much grew up, like, helping out just, like, you know, as a kid and... Like, I just want to be involved, you know, and just learn all that. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, what well, got me into the wrong wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, I actually had, uh, I think it was a 6th gen Honda Accord Coupe mm-hmm. um, with a V6 in it. Um, that was my first Honda that I ever okay. had. Um, and pretty much, you know, kind of. I would say a little ricer with it, but you know, like mm-hmm. I just was like a hardcore enthusiast. Um, put like a carbon fiber hood, oh, that's air nice. intake, a little bit of exhaust mod, but yeah. So yeah, I, I think that had a, the J's uh, J series engine in it. Yeah. Oh, so was that the like curvy one uh, right before it got like to the little square body of like the 2001 model or? Yeah. Yeah, they don't, that was that was the 2001 model. Um, oh, I think, okay. I think it was the. I think it that body style ended in 2002 or 2003. Okay, okay. Um, and they had the tail lights that. Did it look like the NSX? Yeah. The NSX. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah oh dude yeah i think i saw like recently some uh kind of viral video of somebody uh driving one of those and uh someone yelling out in the background that oh is that a nothing that's a nsx or something and i'm like oh man that's funny shit <laughs> um, it, yeah it's like saying that uh chevy cobo is the skyline oh yeah yeah with the <laughs> with the taillights the yeah. the force yeah 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 that's that's uh pretty typical but that's cool man like yeah you know i, I there's a uh, one driver out in honda challenge over in the east coast that's uh rocking a a cord wagon the box body one so the early nice. 90s so like I, I i have yet to get that person on the podcast but i mean dude like i i love the little off-ball like out of the mainstream uh hondas those are always pretty interesting um but yeah that's that's pretty cool that's that's a nice car too like to have as your first car or first daily that's no that's no nice. yeah that was, that, was, that was my first honda oh okay now before that i actually had like man uh i had like a ford ranger truck oh, nice. you know uh, I actually like you know modded that I lifted mm -hmm. it you know uh, I'm into like you know the whole off-road desert scene you oh, know nice. of SoCal. <laughs> oh yeah, I I have a Lexus uh, GX470, so it's an 04, and man, I am just like stunned at how well those things perform stock. Right. There yeah. You go. Yeah. I I think um what was it I went out with some buddies over to uh the mojave desert and i didn't even air down on my highway tires and i just drove <laughs> straight through it was awesome just had ac blasting we were passing people right. in uh in those uh side by sides with like the goggles and helmet and i'm just sitting there fucking listening to a podcast <laughs> with the ac on going like man this this thing's dope <laughs> heck yeah, heck yeah. oh man so um since that uh big willow track day um have you been doing any more track days or is that something that's kind of uh kind of off on the sidelines for right now yeah ever since that first one i think the next time i saw you was at the auto club speedway in fontana rest and in peace yes rest in peace um yeah, I think I that was like my second HPD event I did there. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun, just going on the bank there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad I was able to enjoy it while I could, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad to see, you know, some of those tracks really go away, and it makes like you know, it makes it really important why you need to support some of the orgs that keep on uh, renting out the tracks out here in socal because we we are spoiled compared to you know some of the people that i've been talking to from the midwest and east coast like on average all of their track days are almost twice as much as what we pay and it's way further for them like texas is still like the goat in terms of like just the amount of ridiculous towing that they have to do for their region i oh, think yeah, they they do two events that are one is in louisiana and one is in uh freaking oklahoma and i'm just like bro you guys are texas like your state's already big enough why are you going up to different states like that's brutal dang yeah sounds yeah. like it no yeah it's just like it's just it's crazy to you know even mm -hmm. 
hear that Fontana Speedway is just going to go away. Um, Like, I think they're, what, they're downsizing or something like that? Yeah, I heard that they were going to be making it like a one-mile oval and, like, really downsizing everything, but I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, NASCAR is its own, like, entity and idea, and I know they uh, sold a lot of that land. And, I mean, if anybody knows, you know, land prices here in L.A., like, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And freaking Fontana, I guess, before they made it, it wasn't that developed. But now it's, like, way more developed than it uh, was in, the, I guess, the original inception of uh, AAA. So, yeah, it's it's wild. I, I think I've seen videos already of, like, people, uh, the the bank being uh, torn down. Uh, I've, oh, seen, no. I've seen the videos of the bleachers all being torn down because I think NASA was the last org to do an event at a auto club. Oh, okay. Dang. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that, and I don't think I want to. I'll be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's even... a karting track that was out there as well. I knew some people that worked uh, at the karting track. And they had, like, a little RC track as well, like, when you were coming in. So, yeah, it was starting to, like, build up into a little scene. And, yeah, it's sad. But, you know. No, I definitely wanted to, like, get into go-karting eventually. And Mm -hmm. that was definitely one of the spots I wanted to hit up. But Mm -hmm. going to have to look elsewhere. Yeah, I think Adams is still a nearby circuit that's not, like, you know, super far. And I think a buddy of mine was telling me that they just finished building like an FIA level um karting track um somewhere like in Corona or something like that. I forget where it is. Yeah, I think it's just um west of Lake Elsinore in that yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It actually looks like a really nice track. Um it isn't, you know, kind of uh rough and tumble like the uh other track that most people know for go-karting um what is it a grange or apple valley speedway that one's a little you know drifters took that that track over i mean i I don't i don't know of a track that's more of a drifter track than uh apple valley uh, uh apple valley speedway right yeah um so you had given me a kind of like a little bit of a list of an idea of what uh, to talk about. And in one of them, you mentioned a company called True Speed. So tell me a little bit about their, who they are and um, what, what you do with them. Yeah, so um, True Speed is a, a race team that's now based in, at the Thermal Club in Thermal, California. And... Um, owned by tyler um yeah so he's been they've been uh in the scene for about 20 years i think they were called something else uh, a while ago when they first started but now it's called uh, true speed autosport and um yeah what i do pretty much there um how i even got invited to even go inside thermal club like if you don't mm-hmm. know that's like the second bougiest racetrack <laughs> in the world next yeah. to dubai think uh membership starting a million dollars yeah it's it's wild because that's where they have the bmw experience or something like that right 
Yeah, so um, BMW uh, has sponsored uh, that racetrack, mm -hmm. and um, pretty much as soon as you enter, like it's just a bunch of BMWs lined up everywhere. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, so yeah, um, actually, how I got invited to there and get to know them all is actually um, Porsche Club of America Riverside Division was hosting an autocross event here uh, in Palm Springs, California. Okay. And I entered it just for fun, just to, you know, get um, just some more, you know, tra uh, quote unquote track time, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just somewhere to just like light up the tires up and um, legally. <laughs> and so like um, they took over the convention center here and um, yeah, I just had fun doing that. And through them, they just invited everyone that participated that weekend um to just come out to thermal just to walk around just to see the facility and um we got a tour of the of the whole facility through true speed because you know their true speed oh. um has a bunch of cup cars and so you know they're pretty much porsche affiliated and so um on that day you know like just had a tour and pretty much at the very end uh just like approached the the main guy tyler uh to like hey you know like do you need help with any media coverage and mm -hmm. you know because i knew like they were new to like you know thermal club and setting up their own shop on base mm -hmm. and yeah just want you know being that it's so close to where i live now um, oh nice yeah so like i just you know approached them and was like hey you know like i could come by next time and um, at that time it was definitely approaching June and like summertime and that's when the season was about to end. Mm -hmm. So I was able to at least go to the last race of the season mm -hmm. and I was able to, you know, do a lot of content for them and just to mm -hmm. show them like what I could do. And yeah. And they, the, the main, uh, marketing guy, Greg, he definitely, um, really liked my work and, wanted me to come for the new season that's happening right now in the winter that's dope and i'll be honest i think that you know and, and it's something that i struggle with too i think that as racers we're almost always or even track enthusiasts uh, at whatever level um you are um we kind of lose out to the people the hard parkers out at the at the parking lots um, we don't take so many pictures of our of our cars out there, and I, I found it like whenever I'm interviewing, like racers or whatnot, I struggled sometimes to find pictures of like them or their cars, and it's always like they have like two or three or four really good high quality pictures. So yeah. people like you that are out there recording and um sharing that type of media is so important because sometimes it's just really really hard uh to find um pictures even for stuff that's like really well known or stuff that's like um very popular like what was it i remember i was trying to find pictures of andy hope's uh crx out on track mm -hmm. and dude it, it's like you know once you start going past the second page of the google results you know you're not finding much <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I couldn't agree more, you know, like there's, you know, been times where I see this guy who just wins the race and 
maybe he has just one photo and i'm Mm -hmm. like man how come no one took anything you know and he's like you know the winner on podium you know yeah that's probably like the only photos you see is just you know the aftermath of him Mm -hmm. winning yeah but yeah it it is sometimes really hard to find um you know the the photographers and the media people uh to go out there and support events and you know like yeah as someone who competes in um events uh you're really focused on that like pdf or excel sheet that comes out at the end uh, with uh, your standings and whatnot but like 99% of the people that are even interested in that are not following that little page and you know seeing a, a picture with a first place logo or something like that that's that's kind of a a big thing and uh capturing the information like that is it's huge because if you don't like all of those memories are gone oh yeah i mean as a race car driver you're just focused on just making sure your car is up and running mm-hmm. and you staying focused on you know the event and if you do have some people to help you out with you know as mechanically mm-hmm. you, know, you know helping you know getting your car up to spec and ready to go those people aren't focus on doing media they're just there <laughs> to support you and like make sure everything is good with the car and mm-hmm. you know you're, you as yourself as a driver and you know you might be lucky to get them to just do some drive-bys you know with their mm-hmm. phone and all that but you know the the infamous all... uh, turn one at willow video from the grandstands <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah man yeah it's You'd be, yeah, you'd be lucky to, you know, have someone that's there just all day just in one spot or something that's doing photography or mm-hmm. video and just, like, hopefully you're able to hit them up and, like, get their contact and, you know, be able to be, like, mm-hmm. ask them, you know, oh, did you capture me by chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like um, for that, it's probably even helpful like before the event or even at the start of the event to go and like talk to that person and i don't know be nice to them or hand them an extra 20 or something and be like hey can you get a like an extra shot of mine or something like that because yeah man like i i know that if i was to go through my rolodex i have very few pictures of like my car out on track and yeah that that shouldn't happen like especially for someone who's involved in like the creative sphere of like um you know storytelling which i'm doing through a podcast so yeah, yeah. your your work is incredibly uh appreciated and uh i think very needed for um us because we're usually focusing on on so many car parts and position and strategy that media is not our great uh greatest uh strengths and especially when you're dealing with uh, gopros that love to let you down for in-car footage so <laughs> <laughs> so um for the 25 hours of thunderhill what was like your setup for it like in terms of media wise did you have in-car videos that you could work with or what were you trying to do because obviously that was your first time going to the 25 hours right yes correct yeah so um we pretty much had like a group email of just like everyone mm-hmm. that was involved for just capturing the event because Team Honda Research West had uh, three cars that entered uh, this year, mm-hmm. um, two um, Type R builds and one SI, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so pretty much it was 
a big crew that came out and um what what my uh position was mainly because i knew what the other people were doing they did bring out one honda affiliate that Mm -hmm. was like gonna capture more high quality stuff and Mm -hmm. um from like different positions throughout the the track and but my my goal uh was to capture all the behind the scenes of the crew Mm -hmm. and just capture just like all just the crew just working and setting up the cars and just capturing the whole pit um so yeah um as as far as like um like having like inboard footage uh i'm sure i think someone else set that up okay and like how everyone like like one of our media guys had a drone Mm -hmm. and so we're able to get some really nice drone shots and because like drones is kind of very restricted oh yeah and so you really had to get permission for that Mm -hmm. yeah but what he captured was amazing and um that final video that uh, for Thunderhill for them is will definitely be out, I believe, sometime next month in January. Oh, that's dope. So you were the person that got um, that now like kind of infamous shot of the three Condas doing like the, you know, Ford v Ferrari, uh, <laughs> um, like finish line crossing, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's dope. That's such a cool thing that um, they were able to do um, to get all three cars flying in there. And it's wild after talking to Jeremy about like the whole build process for those two cars, yeah. and um, you know the the guy the drivers behind the um, Civic Si doing the the first time that they were out to that track. Um, and, and competing and doing pretty well in their class so it's it's pretty dope like that that story is freaking wild it, it is pretty freaking wild no oh, yeah i i tuned into that episode yeah oh it, thanks it, that, that was um yeah he definitely went in detail and yeah like we had people from all over like mm-hmm. from you know atlanta all over all over california mm-hmm. people from chicago um we had a team from um canada you yeah. know that was that was really cool just like seeing everyone's personalities work together just for the greater purpose of just winning the race was a, it was an amazing experience yeah and they um did the work and were able to get it done i mean that must have been um really exciting to go out there with the team and you know see all of the stuff in real time and being like oh man like they're actually struggling with some some stuff and they're like really at the minute like the last second trying to get stuff sorted out because i think jeremy was saying that like on monday they got the shocks for the car (laughs) and had to like (laughs) dial in the suspension um that monday and i'm just like wow that's wild no yeah that um yeah definitely saw that um the si i think that one competed last year yeah that that was pretty much dialed in Mm -hmm. they had one um what i call it's basically you know an fk7 or you know i can't use that i forgot it's the new generation yeah um it's the new um fl5 yes the yeah i guess they call it fl4 for the regular the regular hatchback Mm -hmm. and then they build that as like you know it's basically the honda's white bodies Mm -hmm. and so they pretty much built one 
they had probably like a month or so of having that one built out and mm. dialed in. I think they were testing it out at Willow's, mm. you know, weeks before the event and pretty much, you know, for the type, uh, number two type R, um, they were still like pretty much the week of just dialing that one in and just working out the kinks and whatever drivers were going to be in that car definitely, you know, gave their feedback mm-hmm. on how it was handling on track. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I like a lot of people don't know. They're actually those type bars are like TCX class. Yeah. I don't know if it, um, not too many people know about that. Yeah. Um, so when you say TCX, uh, what, what would that um, entail for someone who doesn't know? So, yeah, TCX is basically um, and like I, I, I want to say experimental builds. Um, mm-hmm. They're definitely um, uh, just the, the white bodies that are built out to, you know, spe- a certain spec and especially like type R spec. Um, okay. So they're not, it's not an official type R body that's mm-hmm. out there. So it's definitely something that Team Honda Research had mm-hmm. to like custom build as far as like the, you know, the wide body flares, mm-hmm. the fenders, and um, just put everything together as like put a whole type R motor in there and, yeah. and create new um, pretty much parts as far as like, you know, they yeah, with the partnership with Acuity and and whatnot yeah. for certain uh, uh, parts, but yeah, it, it is. It, I remember hearing um, from the previous podcast that we were talking about um, was Jeremy how um, you know they literally had bare shells um, and they weren't like exactly you know running and driving um, Type R, so there was like little hiccups that they had where they're like, hey, we need a fuel line and they're like what um those aren't on the shelf right now because you know honda's not known for needing spare fuel lines (laughs) so it's like yeah like weird stuff like that so yeah you're you're absolutely right that these weren't like off the shelf type bars and they really had them uh kind of like built out so i jokingly told them like oh i guess these are like type r lights or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it, it's it's wild um so that must have been a really interesting experience how'd you deal with trying to get um you know media coverage over the night because you know unlike uh, a couple other organizations where they do like um they call it a 24-hour race but it's like eight hours on one day and then eight hours on the next day this is like consistent 25 back-to-back hours so how do you like handle (laughs) essentially the sleep deprivement that you were dealing with oh yeah i I was pretty much there for like four days throughout Mm -hmm. the week like i definitely wanted to you know capture every moment being that it was my first time and just wanted to like prove you know like i was able to like capture everything you know like i'm kind of like not really like you know perfectionist per se but um definitely wanted to like capture every moment as possible being that i'm such a a newcomer in the Mm -hmm. scene and want to make sure everything was captured uh, all the downsides and ups you know um but yeah as far as like 
the day of the race, yeah. Um, definitely try to get some sleep prior, but you know, just like try, still like editing content mm-hmm. while I was there, whatever I captured to create like some day of reels, you know, mm-hmm. something for the team to upload on um, the day of the race or and all that. But um, yeah, um, I think for the whole entire race, I got two hours of sleep. Oh boy, yeah, it, it's intense. So I I can imagine how how hard it is for the drivers and now you that are you know pretty much on it the entire time. I mean, at least the drivers get to like once they're not on, on the car, they could like completely zone out and focus. And for you, it's like no, these are moments where I need to get more um, more of what the story is for them. So that's yeah. that's wild. So oh, yeah. So you're you you're working with Honda now, which is you know, even if it's just for this little event, I know that um, Jeremy was talking that they're gonna be looking at what to do for um, next next year the 2024 uh, season and it looks like they're going to be a little bit more um focused on doing more like uh of a regional uh endurance uh, champion <clears throat> oh sorry about that endurance uh, championship um you working with a uh, true speed what what are the next events with a uh, true speed and uh, what are the next events with a uh, honda if there's any that you're looking at no, yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, do got some uh, stuff in the works with Honda, um, mm-hmm. and but yeah, with for True Speed, um, we we got they got the season going on at Thermal Club, and I'm actually going to be there next week. Oh, the, nice! Yeah, the second race of the season. Um, it's definitely um, more, you know like local as far as like being at thermal club um mm-hmm. as far as their series goes um because they have a bunch of other teams that just come from all over that come there and they just like pretty much just race and you know they do multiple different sessions throughout the day um because you know they have porsche cup series and then they have the bmw cup series and yeah it's pretty cool to um, see all that. Uh, unfortunately, I can't, you know, be, I can't travel everywhere with Yeah. Them, so, but um, as far as like just everything at Thermal Club, yeah, it's I'll be there next week, and I'm I'm excited to you know go again, and capture everything. So with True Speed, they they do branch out to different series, but um, for the most part, it's going to be at the Thermal Club where you're going to be working out um, with them. It, it yeah. seems like. Um, do you know if they run anything with Porsche Owners Club of uh, at all? Because I imagine that since uh, Porsche Owners Club has that Spec Boxster series, they might have like a person or two that might be involved in that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure some of their drivers are into that. I, I can't really speak on that, and I'm not too sure exactly mm-hmm. if they are involved in that. But um, I'm pretty sure some of the drivers are involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that they would be connected um, at least tangentially. The only reason I'm saying that is because I'm probably going to be running with them. Um, well, not probably. I, I'm a, I've already got an, uh, 
a credit with them uh, for okay. next year. So, oh, great, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to be doing some uh, time trials. And then if they'll allow me to uh, join their um, GT7 class. So um, okay. I'm looking forward to that, um, to run my Luigi uh, up with all of those uh, cool people with Porsches. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely be uh, posted out there. Uh, so if you ever do go out to the Big Willow events with uh, True Speed um, at the Porsche Club, I'm, I'll you know look for me. I'll be the only Honda there. <laughs> um, Most definitely. Yeah. So for. 2024 is there any other goals that you want to do um i'm sure you kind of want to go back to the 25 hours of thunderhill um but aside from that um i I know you mentioned the grid life over at thunderhill i don't know if you are going to do the grid life at uh laguna as well if you're going to go out to that one yeah um so yeah, for 24, definitely the schedule has doubled as far as what <laughs> I'm going to be involved in. Yeah. But not only for just like photography and media content, um, mm-hmm. for my own car, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, with my own Civic Type R, um, definitely want to take it up a notch. Uh, I definitely took this past year to just like do little things on my car mm-hmm. and just get that all dialed in. Um by like a few weeks ago, I just put on, I'm chassis mounted my splitter to my car, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, and pretty much just upgraded all the brakes and rotors and stainless steel lines on it too, as well. Nice. Yeah. So, um, definitely going to be, my goal is to get some new wheels and, you know, tires and get that dialed in mm. as far as like suspension and all that. I'll Ooh, be doing that here what, soon. But, what kind um, of wheels yeah. are you looking at? Because uh, I know they look really nice on the Titan 7s, um, oh, yeah. the FK8s. Um, any idea of what you're going to do? Or are you going to go fancy boy and get like uh, the Desmonds or um, what is it? Those uh, classic five spokes. Oh, right. Yeah. Some Advans. <laughs> yeah. Like some Yokohamas. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> if I could ball out like that, I would. But. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll probably stick with some Titan 7s. Um, I know they just, for SEMA, they release all these new designs that I'm mm-hmm. excited for. And Team Honda Research probably had, like, the very first, you know, <laughs> custom pair uh, set of, like, the five-spoke design that they mm-hmm. had running on the Type R's. So it was cool to see those. Yeah, and uh, Jeremy says that they can definitely take a a, a beating because I, I think he said he he like went off roading for a little bit and he was fully <laughs> yeah. expecting to bend the wheel and nothing happened. Yeah, him and uh, Kojima have um, talked really highly about the Titan Seven wheels, and I know their head of uh, marketing, I think uh, Steve Wong, is someone that I've met and talked to who's a super super cool person. Um, he also runs a EG in the Kia Optima Challenge. Oh, nice. So, yeah, um, he used to work for Falcon as their main motorsport guy. So, yeah, okay. he's he's a freaking awesome person. And if he's willing to, like, you know, stake his livelihood to work with Titan 7, tells you a lot. So, nice. yeah. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I definitely have a set in mind and hopefully... Nice. 
I'm able to get that. Yeah. You know, hopefully, I can get a little sponsorship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's dope, man. I, I'm I'm always like super excited when I meet someone out on track, and then I see them again, and they're doing like, you know, more more of what they really want to be doing, and um, seeing um, when you when you hit me up, um, and it took me a second to remember. I'm like, oh wait. I remember you and it's like oh yeah this guy and yeah it's like I tell a lot of people like when you're out on the track you have to be like decent to the people around there because you never know who they end up um being or working with and if for no other reason that it's just like the nice thing to do it's not like being shitty to people is not not uh it's just not a thing that puts out good karma out there and you know, I've been very lucky in that I've gotten really good stuff uh, happening to me recently. So I'm I'm always about trying to put that positive energy out there. So, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Every every time I've been to any racetrack, it's definitely been nothing but good vibes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a few people with their egos, but mm-hmm. in general aspects, like it's just everyone's just so willing to help out and mm-hmm. you know for instance you know me encountering with you, you know, <laughs> yeah it, I, I think it was just by luck that you know like i just happened to set up my car right next to yours and you know mm-hmm. was able to get you and you know shout out to your wife to um help out you mm-hmm. know yeah i mean um i always remember when i first went out to the track how there was like a couple times where i felt like very intimidated and um you know there were a couple people that really helped me out so i would really love to continue that type of um you know i guess culture of like being um making sure that at least the people that i interact with know that there's like a welcoming environment around there so i don't know if you've had a chance to go out to a grid life event but if you can dude laguna was such a vibe it was so dope and i mean you know this um coming from the socal scene of like track days um i usually feel like the youngest uh person in some of these freaking events and grid life was the first time that i go out to an event and i'm like dude i'm the oldest person here like (laughs) There's, like, nothing but, like, younger people with, like, just really cool and positive vibes. So, um, yeah, I, if you could only make it out to one event uh, next year, I would say definitely go out to freaking Laguna. It's, I mean, Laguna's just a badass track in any way, shape, or form. And to go out there and have, you know, spectators. Yeah, like, wild. There's spectators. <laughs> that's yeah yeah most definitely it's such a historical track you mm-hmm. know laguna seca is just like man so much has been done there mm-hmm. and definitely um definitely on my list to go out there this year i definitely plan on going to laguna and thunder hill for grid life so mm-hmm. i'm excited and uh, but yeah seeing that last laguna i wasn't there like a supra on fire yeah <laughs> that that was that was a wild uh, thing that happened, and um, I didn't know, um, but I was talking to someone else that apparently the new Supras have a lot of magnesium parts inside oh. of uh, the engine bay. 
So once those catch on fire, it's like it's over. Because I think they used like I, I forget it. I was talking to somebody who was working grid, and they're like, "Yeah, they use like fifteen different extinguishers to try and get it to calm down." And okay. like they they were like really struggling to get this to like calm down. And um, once the like firefighters showed up, they're like, "Oh, it's a Supra." They're like, "Oh yeah." Those have magnesium parts, though we're not gonna be able to turn that off and it's like what? That's wow. wild. Yeah, yeah like I, I don't know. Um I, I guess like in old F one uh technology there was like magnesium wheels and people would talk about how those are like you know, kinda scary to have where they would catch on fire. But yeah, yeah it, it it's wild. Like I, I didn't know that they had like magnesium parts in there. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that was really unfortunate and yeah that that sucks because most of the people that go out to events like that they like drive their own car so yeah that's true that's true no yeah i I learned something i didn't know magnesium was that flammable i know a lot of people have their wheels made out of that for because they not only they're strong but they're super light yeah 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 um because i think the fd wheels um they were like 16 by eights um those were magnesium because i remember they were like stupid light like 14 or 15 pounds or something like that for like 16 by 8 wheels that came on the fd they were like the kind of like um a thicker um more rounded uh spokes uh five spoke wheels that that are out there um but yeah Mm -hmm. i knew that those were made out of magnesium because they were really really light i had them on my rsx so okay yeah yeah it's it's wild but yeah it's completely unfortunate um to see someone lose their car like that but at least they're safe and you know correct yeah it's yeah i was um i guess i was one corner away um where i was gridded at and we were just watching that and going like damn that is wild it's usually not you don't see smoke coming out from a car for that long. Yeah. Because um, I think it was like 15 or 20 minutes that it uh, took to completely burn down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, said, I remember just watching like someone's YouTube channel and just mm-hmm. like, one captured like pretty much it going down the corkscrew. Right oh, yeah. There. You can see like the flames uh, from like the oil or whatever, uh, like s- still on track, like kind of leaving like trails of fire or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I really it was like coming from the back end. Mm-hmm. Like, it was driving. It was just like, like people were just like people that were lined up there were like saying fire, like you know, like oh yeah. I don't know if, the, know if he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, dude, when you're in a car going through a corner out on the track, you can't hear anything anybody else is telling you. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he probably started smelling some stuff and going like, "Well, what?" Because <laughs> um, yeah, it was from the corkscrew to I think like um, right before the hairpin where he pulled off um, and actually yeah. like exited the car. So yeah, that that was yeah that was wild. It's been a while since I've seen um, like an actual vehicle fire, and yeah, it's yeah. nice to know that the 
drivers okay because i've seen some vehicle fires where like people like struggle to get out and that is terrifying oh yeah yeah definitely so um for next year i guess i will see you at one of the grid life events if i don't see you at one of the porsche owners club uh, events so really excited to see see that out there and of course um if you're not already following uh ichi media spelled i c h i i um you should be you definitely should be. So, actually, I wanted to ask you, where do you come up with the name Ichi Media? Yeah, so um, definitely took some time to think about, um, and definitely just wanted to correlate something of a Japanese word into mm-hmm. it. You know, just you know, just for my love of you know JM Japanese cars. culture. Yeah, and, you know, um, and I believe uh, I was just you know just wanting to get inspiration from just like you know. I, w- I would watch like Super GT series mm-hmm. and just like hear the the announcers that you know just talk and like you know pretty much Ichi is like basically number one or like mm-hmm. depending how you say it, it's like either number one or first place you know mm-hmm. and I definitely you know just, I was like oh that sounds cool you know Ichi and kind of sounds like oh you're itching something on you know, yourself oh, or something. okay i see what you mean i see what you mean yeah. I, I see what you did there that's cool yeah so i had like you know a little comedic thought there mm-hmm. and i was like it when it translates to english when you see the word itchy mm-hmm. you know so um but yeah definitely especially with my slogan you know it's just like having just that first place mindset just no matter mm-hmm. what place you are in you know okay like it, as long as you finish the race and and you're safe and everything's all good, you know you're still a winner no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. So that's how, that's how I looked at it, and that, you know, I think it. So far, everyone you know likes it. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Well, um, you know, unless you had something else that you wanted to bring, uh, to bring up, I I think we're almost out of one hour. So, uh, yeah, huh? Damien, thank you, uh, Damien Martinez from. Ichi Media. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, next year, definitely for at very least uh, the Grid Life events. Um, Most definitely. And you know, if you're ever out there and you um, see me out there, I'll say hello. And then if I'm able to see that FK8, um, I'll know that you're around. So hopefully uh, we bump each- into each other uh, next year and. I wish nothing but the best for you, and hopefully Ichi Media keeps on growing, and um, you're out at the uh, next 25 hours of Thunderhill. Yes, most definitely, and I appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much, and mm-hmm. definitely get some content of you driving and uh, your car being you know, in, in the spotlight, you know? Oh, thank you, thank you. Most definitely. All but, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's good. That's it's pretty much it from on my end, and I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and of course, uh, if you're on Instagram, it is uh, still Itchy Media on uh, Instagram. Is there another uh, route uh, to if, if there's people that want to contact you or hire your services out? No, yeah, pretty much um, Itchy Media. Um, at uh, at gmail.com is my email um contact me uh directly on instagram um that or 
on my YouTube channel, um, around my car. That's literally just at FKCTR. Um, yeah. Uh, either of those would be perfectly fine. You All know, right. Book me for your next session. There you <laughs> go. Cool, Damien. Well, um, I always appreciate the people who are out there helping us uh, share the story of our um, track days because I know I do a horrible job at that. So with that said, um, please make sure to follow and subscribe to this person. Um, um, what is it? Uh, you said that the um, recap video or the media for uh, the 25 hours of Thunderhill from uh, Honda should be coming out in like a couple months or something like that? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, January, February. Um, it, I believe it'll be uploaded on Honda's official YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Like the like the rest, like for the past like ten years, they always have their recap video posted mm -hmm. on there, and definitely my footage will be contributed to everyone else's footage for that video. So I'm definitely excited and honored to be part of that. Well, congratulations, man! It seems like you really hit the ground running, and I'm really happy for you. And I'm thank wishing you, but you. nothing, uh, nothing but good, good luck and uh, success for you. So with that, guys. I will see you next Monday. Bye.